gets on. Right, guys, if you do have your Bibles with you this morning, turn to page 1814. We're going to get going. It's not going to be long today, but it's going to be uh, very important. So if you're at Colossians 2, 2, 6 and 7, if you can capture the drummer before he arrives there, that'll be a good idea. It says, so then just as you receive Jesus Christ as Lord, continue to live in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught. And it's something to do with persevering, focus, and understanding. So we want to stay with our feet solidly planted in Christ. doesn't matter where we find ourselves or what battle we're going through. So guys that are fighting battles now, uh, Quentin, you mentioned it. Jerry, you mentioned it. Loft, you mentioned it. I want to encourage you guys to please pray 2 Samuel 22 when you find that things are getting tough and the battle's overtaking you. And pray that as a prayer into your battle. And you can modify, change it. You can add names. You can add finance. You can, you can add cropping. You can add family. Whatever the case might be. But read that as a prayer. And why I want to encourage you is because the Bible says that the Word of God never returns void. So what I found is, is if you pray scripture, you're reminding God of His promise and His word, and then the Bible says He is faithful and will fulfill His word. So it's just, a, just a, an insight there into the battles we're facing. So it says there, just then as you have received Christ as Lord, continue to live in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught. And there's something else that I'm going to talk on today, and it says, and overflowing with thankfulness. Overflowing with thankfulness, which means when we get together, People say, Yuki, how are you doing? Yuki says, I just want to praise God. I've had a healthy day today. I'm doing well. My family is well. Quentin, how are you doing today? Hey, I spent a very special Christmas with my family. And I'm, I, I tell you what, this year especially, Quentin, I can tell you that's a gift from God. It's not normal. So we have to get in, our mindsets into that place where we're continuously giving thanks to God. There's a difference between a testimony and thanking God. Thanking God is actually going to him and say, boss, thanks for that. Mm-hmm. Rob mentioned it in his testimony. He asked God for understanding. And what did God do? He gave him a Bible. What you need to do is say, thank God because he heard the desire of your heart. And remind him. And what it does is, from now on, Rob, every time you touch that Bible or see it in the house, it's a reminder of God's faithfulness. So it doesn't matter what you guys are facing as a family. It doesn't matter if you've had a bad day at work. It doesn't matter if your finances are low. When you see that Bible, God is, that's a reminder from God to consistently call out to Him. It's God's faithfulness. It's very similar to David. His life was under threat and he ran away and he hid in a temple. And he called out to the priest and he called out to God and said, Hey, this guy's trying to kill me. What am I supposed to do? And then the priest came and said, Isn't this the sword of Goliath that you killed? And God used that as an Ebenezer. God used that as a testimony back to David about God's power and faithfulness. So that's why I always encourage people to put those things in the house. But for us, like I said, we have to live in thankfulness. So if you turn the page, go to Colossians 3 from verse 12. It says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. We've always read that, isn't it? Everybody can quote that scripture, but let's go to the next one. It says, Bear with each other and forgive what grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And it's a heart attitude. Where are we and what are we doing? Verse 15, Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart since we are members of one body and are called to peace. And what? Be thankful. 
And what I find is a lot of us have forgotten the issue of being thankful. Even general politeness. When we go out for lunch, do you thank your, the people that serve your food? When you go to the fuel station, do you thank the attendant? Those are very simple things. And yet we find ourselves trapped in thinking about so many other things and desires once perhaps that we completely forget. And it's repetitive. So let's go to Colossians 4 verse 2. It says, devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And what I find is having a, a gratitude in our heart is a place that we put ourselves in. We live like it or we don't. It's like it's, there's no in-between. And we have to get to that place where we learn to be thankful. So for many people, for instance, how many of you know yesterday was Christmas? It's no secret. The normal conversation today is, what did you get for Christmas? My heart is different. When I sat yesterday thinking about it, I sat thinking, look what I have this Christmas. And I'm a bit different from most parents, perhaps. Uh, I know that traditionally a lot of gifts are given around Christmas, but at least for me as an individual, throughout the year when I see something that I know Timmy and Shannon or, or Jennifer or friends around me desire or need, I'll fulfill that need throughout the year. I don't wait for just Christmas. So yesterday my gifts were a few, but if you ask my family throughout the year, I continue to show my love, it's not just a one-off. And it's just something that's different. But like I said yesterday, I'm a bit different. Because I'm looking around and I'm, I'm looking what I'm thankful for. I'm not looking to see what I can receive. And I think that's just a place that we need to be as far as our character and as an individual. It's very easy as well. Let's look back. Where were we last year compared to now? For many people, last year was worse. If you look at where we were three years ago compared to where we are today, three years ago was worse. Nonetheless, if you think that you've got less today than you had last year, look at when you were at your worst compared to how far God has brought you now. And the thing about being thankful is you can always find something to be thankful for. There is always God's hand in everything that we do. The battle that I'm facing has gone on for over a year and a half and I get tired. But what I do when I get tired is I call people to come and pray and many of you responded. And that's what being a family is all about. It's being there for one another. Learning to be thankful for it. So let's go to Psalm 100. It says, Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us. We are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Now we used to sing the rest of this as a praise and worship, but I'm going to give us a reminder today. It says, Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. For many of us, when we walk through the door, I know your testimonies are awesome today, but on a lot of Sundays and Wednesdays, when we walk through the door, we worried about tomorrow. We worried about what we're facing. We worried about the battle. We worried about our finances. Whatever we worried about, when you walk through the door, that's what the devil traps us in. Instead of walking in here and being thankful, looking around and thanking God for how much we do have, how far He's taken us, and the love that He has shown us. And what happens is if we get to that place of recognizing and being thankful, then the more we look, the more we recognize how blessed we actually are. 
Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. We have to get to a place where we continue to appreciate what God has done and it's reflected in our prayers because a lot of people, what they do is they come to God with prayer requests but when God answers prayers, they forget to give thanks. What they do is they say, okay God, now that you've done this, can you also do this? And then you pray about the this, and God answers prayer, and you say, now that you've done that, can you do me the next thing? I know because I listen to how people pray, and I listen to how people talk. We have to get to that place where we can say, God answered prayer. My emotions might not be settled. I still have my desires, but I want to give God thanks for what He has done. Having faith that He'll be faithful to me in the, the requests or the needs that I have in the future. And remember, we only do live one day at a time. Let's go to Philippians 3. I'm going to read from verse 12. Just as a, a bit of a focus. Not that I have already obtained everything or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. And it's a very important thing that we understand. We have to keep our focus on God's purpose, plan, and calling. And give thankful for, give thanks for every step along that way. He says, Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but this thing what I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Focus forward. Giving thanks. Looking at the things that God has done. So let's turn the page and go to uh, chapter 4, verse 10 to 13. It says, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you have renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you have been concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm saying this because I'm not because I'm in need, for I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. So let me read verse 11 again. I'm not saying this because I am in need. Listen carefully. For I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. And we, let, me, let me put it to you this way. Every, it doesn't matter where you are. If you think back to 10 years ago, 20 years ago, for some of us 50 years ago, we had our needs. But we're here today. We very easily forget what, how far God has taken us. We have to get to a place where we learn to be content. And the contentedness is based on God's faithfulness. <clears throat> it's not based on circumstance. Some of us, that has to sink in a bit. Because a lot of us are always not content. We always want, need, or desire more. And then what happens is we focus on what the world focuses on, and we get to a place where we're not content. We have to learn to be content, in other words, at peace in our spirit, because we know about God's faithfulness. We've seen it. So as much as the devil wants to remind us of what we're facing... We have to learn to get, get to that place where we learn to be content. He says, I have learned to be, it's a learned thing. It's not an emotion, it's not a feeling, it's not a desire. It's something that you have to look back and recognize the blessings of God so that we can learn to be content today, knowing that God has a purpose and a plan for my future. So it's a place of security, that place of contentedness. He says this, I know what it is to be in need. 
and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Now, why this is such a powerful passage of scripture is because every one of us in here, listen carefully, can quote the last scripture. We say it a lot, especially at the men's prayer group. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. But what we have to do is, why, what is that scripture based on? That thing, the foundation for that scripture is learning to be content. It's based in contentedness. It's based, listen carefully, in our faith, in God's faithfulness. Because we have faith in God's faithfulness, we can do all things through Him who gives us strength. And listen carefully to what He says. He says, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. So your situation should not affect your peace or your character. We have to learn that strength of being content. It's very important we understand that. Let's go to verse 13. Listen carefully. I can do everything who, through Him who gives me strength. What's the secret about learning about being content? Is when you have that need, when you have that want, when you have that desire, we go and give thanks to God and remind ourselves, listen carefully, of how much God has been faithful. And that will build us up. If I'm having a bad day, I'll go visit Quentin and Quentin will say, but God has done one, two, three things for me. God will answer your prayer too. We have to be together. So the, the days that I'm strong, I cover your weakness. And the days that I'm weak, you, you co your strength covers my weakness. We have to, as, at every opportunity, remember, overflowing with thankfulness, remind each other of God's faithfulness so that we build ourselves up in the faith, one to another. When we learn to do that, we'll learn to be content knowing that God's got tomorrow handled. The Bible says none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. So every time you hear someone say, I can do everything through him who gives me strength, our immediate response must be, it is based in us being content with God, listen carefully, being in control of my life. That's where that content comes from, knowing that God the Bible says, is the master, he's the designer, he's the finisher of my faith. The Bible says he holds me in the palm of his hand and nothing can take me out. That's where my contentedness comes from. It's a learned thing. And the way we're going to learn it is to encourage each other in it. And it starts with us being thankful. You need to change how we speak. So next time I say, if you've got a testimony, what the first words out of our mouth should be this. I want to thank God for. Instead of saying, I got lucky. Or, you know, this thing happened. Or, I was blessed. It has to become part of our speech. I want to thank God. Quentin, I want to thank God for you and your family. Yesterday. Me and my family yesterday. The fact that we're here today. I want to thank God for it. It needs to start coming out of my mouth. Rob, I want to thank God for that Bible. God answered my prayer. I want to thank God for it. Giving thanks reminds us. It builds us up and it builds up the people around us. Let's go to Hebrews 13. 5 and 6. It says, Keep yourselves free from the love of money and be content with what you have. 
There's two very powerful scriptures that we consistently speak. But I want to show you the, the secret of it. Listen carefully. Keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said this. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Understand that. So we say this with confidence. The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? So two very powerful scriptures are there. Never, never will he leave us or forsake us. And the man can't touch me because I belong to God. Where is that rooted? In being content. And I'll tell you something about being content. Being content has a lot to do with controlling our emotion. So when we're on that roller coaster, as you mentioned, when we're having those needs, when we're having those problems, we have to learn to pick those things up and hand them over to God. Listen carefully and be content in His faithfulness to get us through it. The problem we have is the same as all men. We hand that thing over to God. And then every five minutes we go to check and see if he's done anything yet. And we're like impatient children in the car. How much longer? Are we there yet? I need a drink of water. Can I stop for a toilet? How many of you know what I'm talking about? That's what we sound like when we go back to God and keep reminding him. Hey, you know that thing I asked you to handle? Can you speed it up a little bit? Instead of saying, God, you know what? This is yours. I'm going to be content knowing that you can handle it. And I'll tell you how simple the simple faith is. How many of us growing up, we had a problem? <coughs> we run to the old man, or we run to our, our father figure, or a member of the church. I run to Quentin, and I say, Quentin, I've got a problem. Can you help me? And Quentin says, I'll sort it. You know, men don't talk much. So Quentin will say, I've got it handled. When I leave his house, I'm at peace, and I'm content, because I know he can do it. I don't phone Quentin every two minutes to find out what's going on, because I know he's got it done. And what amazes me is, why can't we do that with God? Go to God and give Him the issue. Knowing His character, His faithfulness, He'll never leave us or forsake us. Give that thing to God and then be content knowing that God's got it handled. That's why the Bible talks about simple faith. Those two scriptures, never will I leave you or forsake you, and the Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? It's three different things are rooted in us learning to be content with right now, today, where God has placed us. And content, listen to me, is a position of the heart. It doesn't mean a place of inactivity. Something that we need to understand. If we get to the place where we're discontent, we'll never recognize our blessings. So that's why we have to take time out and just recognize how far God has taken us. We can start off with our own forgiveness. There's the cross. Recognize God's faithfulness. Recognize our forgiveness. Thank God for forgiving us. Look at our family. Look at our health. Look at our current provisions. Look at our community. Look at our family in Christ. There's many things to be thankful for. Many. Hebrews 13 verse 15. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that confess His name. I want to thank God. That's why I said, let's change how we speak. Yes, it's fine to say, I was blessed because, but I want to change. I want to go old school. Back in the day when I was young, and made a lot of noise in church, and got a lot of spankings. Most services used to start out with, testimonies 
And the old school people used to stand up and the first things out of their mouth was, I want to thank God for. And we've lost that somehow in our modern Christian culture. I listen to sermons, I listen to people talking. I can't remember the last time someone just said, you know what, I want to thank God for. And it's something that I want to reinstitute. Something that reminds us. 1 Peter 4 verse 7 says, The end of all things is near. Therefore, be clear-minded and self-controlled so that you can pray. Clear-minded, self-controlled. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. And I'll tell you why it's important. When you're in a place of thankfulness, you'll find that you're in a place of willingness. When you're in a place of thankfulness, you find that you very easily share what God has gifted to you. Because you recognize how much you have. We have to learn to live thankful. We have to learn the importance of it. If anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking the very word of God. If anyone serves, he should do it with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory and power forever and ever. Amen. We want to be the, those people. Listen to me carefully how it works. The way we should be when we meet other people and then they leave us, they should recognize the grace that we have offered to them to such an extent that when they leave us, first of all, they're in a better place. And second of all, they thank God for us being there. And the way that they're going to learn to thank God is when we're with them, we thank God so that the focus is not on us, it's on God. I'll tell you how simple it is. I want to thank God for yesterday because of ABC. That triggers something in their spirit and in their character, in their mind. Something changes. So then they'll say, I also want to thank God for ABC. And when we leave, they're going to go to someone else. They're going to go to Kim and say, Kim, I want to thank God because he did ABC. And then Kim's going to recognize the things that God has done. It's like, it's infectious. It's how the Holy Spirit moves us. We have to learn to be those people. Let's go to 2 Peter. I'll find it. 2 Peter chapter 1 from verse 5 to 8. It says, For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge. We know the scripture. And to knowledge self-control. And to self-control perseverance. And to perseverance godliness. And to godliness brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Being thankful daily makes this happen in our spirit. Just ask yourself a question. When was the last time you actually said thank you to someone? Regardless of what it was for. And I'm not just talking about in the church. I'm just talking in general. Let's go to page 1879, Rob. I'm going to finish with this scripture. I know it's short and sweet. 1 John 3, 16 to 18. 
says, this is how we know what love is. Christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. 3, verse 16 to 18. 1 John chapter 3. This, I'm telling you now, is powerful. When that phone rings at 12 at midnight and people want counseling, I don't say, phone me at 8 in the morning, it's not my office hours. When you've got lay someone on your heart, and on the other side of town, the enemy is going to say, ah, have you seen the traffic? At 5 o'clock, there's too far to drive. So instead of going like God's telling you, you pick up the phone and say, ah, can we do coffee tomorrow? But what if coffee tomorrow is too late because they want someone there now? That laying down your life for one another doesn't mean if the lion is charging, you jump in front of the lion and try to arm wrestle it so the other guy can escape. It's about sacrifice. Think about what this verse is talking about. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. Verse 17 is important. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need, but has no pity, how can the love of God be in him? Dear children, let us not love with words or with tongue, but with actions and in truth. That is how we need to live. And the more we're thankful and the more we learn to be content, the more grace, the more pity, the more compassion will flow from our heart. And we'll find ourselves being that person that Christ has called us to be. Amen. Amen. Rob, can I ask you to stand and close in prayer? spirit in him that he can deliberate us and help us grow and understand. We thank you for the blessing of family at this time. We thank you for the sacrifice of your son to redeem our sins. We ask that as we leave, we depart in peace and we carry the peace with us throughout the year. We thank you for the many things we have in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Rob. Guys, so just as encouragement, uh, when you hear this message or when you leave this place, find three people today. And tell them what you're thankful for. Things that God has done for you. Start the conversation if they ask why. I want to thank God for. If they say, what did you get for Christmas? That's a wide open door. You can spend an hour talking to them about what, what you'd like to thank God for. And let's learn to give thanks like the word of God tells us to. Amen. Amen. Please join us on the veranda.